But could you pay me in advance? <laughs> you serious? Everything's perfectly all right now. We're fine. We're all fine here now. Thank you. How are you? presidential than any president that's ever held this office. You big dummy! When you ask what makes us the greatest country in the world, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. So this is episode 459, maybe? 460? Woo-hoo. I don't fucking know. I don't know. Something like that. So anyway. <clears throat> anyway. <laughs> uh, it's almost August. It'll probably Almost. be August when this is uh, put out, but maybe not. I might do it today. <laughs> I'm not going to put it out today. Yeah, this weekend is uh, 40 years ago, MTV. Oh, is it? Was was playing videos, and then um, so they... Uh, and, and then, then they 38 stopped. years ago, they <laughs> stopped. Like, that was literally the number I was going to use. <laughs> I was, I was li- <laughs> 39 uh, years and four months, they stopped yeah. playing videos. I really... I. I never, I mean, I can understand putting on some primetime programming and stuff, but I, uh, to be fair, I can't really criticize because I have not watched MTV since probably, oh, geez, the last Nirvana album that was put out. Yeah, I mean, but so. it's, you know what it is? It's one of those things where just video content, I mean, you don't need MTV anymore to no. get music out there, especially with streaming and but, YouTube and all that. But back, you know, when, they, but back when, they, when they stopped, you know, being like 22 hours of music, there wasn't yeah, that, that was stuff. disappointing. Yeah. Right. No, exactly. And that was disappointing. It's just like, okay, great. You know, remote control. We Peter and I talked about that on the, our show the other day. We shot an episode and it was like, we're talking about that show remote control. Yeah, that was all right. Was really fun. Yeah. There was a thing on NPR this morning about um, uh, some of like the animation stuff that MTV did. And some mm. of it was pretty, you know, like pretty cool stuff, you know, that started with Beavis and Butthead and, yeah. you know, and but that was music so. related. Right. So, but then they, they got away from, um, all of the whole, like they got away from doing music videos, which yeah. was too bad because they were really fun. And, and then when they stopped, doing music videos bands stopped making interesting music videos well it took a while well yeah oh yeah it was definitely an evolution but um i just it was it was just kind of fun back in the day when it was just like oh my god there's a new video coming out i got a at you know friday night 10 o'clock whatever yeah Um, and that they would show the same video uh like every day for a week at the same time so you knew you knew 405 i get to go watch this one again right and it was i mean it's 
I mean, how much music did you get sort of, you know, did you discover right. seeing some of the videos? It was yeah, my, the first that, time I saw tw- the first ahead. time I saw Twisted Sister. My reaction was, what the fuck is happening right now? That was you my know? reaction with um, Motley Crue's first video. I was not I, w- I was li- I was young, so I was not familiar with glam rock. Um, so oh, yeah. I had no idea they were the first like androgynous band and they weren't really all that androgynous because two of them basically wore shoulder pads and leather pants and their nipples were out. So I'm like, well, if they're, if they're showing their <laughs> nipples, they can't be women, but they look like women. So fuck it. The music's good. That's but it fun. was, uh, it was some of the, I mean, let's just even going back to like Michael Jackson and thriller and, mm. All of that, like those big '80s acts, you know. Yeah. It was, it was, it was fun. It yeah. was fun to see, you know, bands get creative and do really interesting things. And then directors started coming out of that. Right. You had a lot of directors who started doing, you know, they went from being doing commercials to add to to music yeah. videos. Well, to I doing mean, bands still do videos that actually aren't so bad, but they do them for like YouTube and Vivo and. Official right. and stuff. they just and yeah, and you get directors coming out of there too, so yeah. that's not bad. That's not bad. Between um the the um before it was called alternative, um the alternative radio station FNX, locally and um, Casey Kasem's top forty in the early eighties and MTV. That's that's how our music taste, MBCN was pretty much um you know, solidified for us. Yeah, that's that's how you, you know, saw new music. So, and then the now, rare instance of a song being put in a movie that you hadn't heard before. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking like Take My Breath Away in Top Gun or anything. I mean like that one song <laughs> where you're like, who is that? And then you got to go research it, which means go to the fucking record store. Right. That sold records and cassettes. You know, Tape World. I'm not making that up. That was a real place. No, I know. Well, I'm telling the younger people. <laughs> you go to Strawberries. I used to go to Strawberries. Oh, that was yeah. next to Kiss 108. Ah. And yeah, under that bridge. <laughs> that should have had the best selection of stuff. You would think. So. Yeah. But it was, you know, this, it was a, you know. Newberry Comics before it turned into like a, um, like a, like a tame hot topic. Yeah. Um, yeah. You go but in now, and, and the staff picks, that's that's where you start because it was always good, like alternative yeah. stuff that you hadn't heard of, you know, like Ween when they first came yeah. out and stuff. There was always that one employee who, you know, had like the ends to all this really cool music and yep. it's just like, oh, yeah, he got shot at the rat like two years ago. Was, <laughs> yeah. Wow. <it> <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, Prince Act, the, well, the Prince's State came out with a new album today. Oh, um, it's today. It's uh, yeah. Welcome to America. Yeah, I listened to it this morning. It's good. I mean, 60 it's, Minutes um, did that segment all those months ago about the vault, and then 60 Minutes reran it last week, probably yeah. because the album was coming out this week. So, yeah, it came out. I listened to it this morning um, when I went for my walk it's good i mean it's it's stuff he recorded like around 2010 right and um so and i could hear that uh it was it was good Mm. it was fun it was fun to hear some new stuff 
Yeah. Um, they said less, something like 8,000 songs. Oh, God. There's so much there. Yeah. There's so much. And it's really like there's <laughs> I, I like Scott, our friend Scott mm. um, from the movie theater days. Yeah. Uh, gave me these two zip drives filled with like Prince music that and, and I've got a pretty deep um, you know, collection of print stuff, but mm. this was stuff that I hadn't even heard of and uh-huh. a bunch of concert stuff. Oh, nice. So when I like go on to like Apple Music or Spotify and they're just like, oh, here are the Prince deep cuts. And I'm just like, mm, nah, <laughs> I've been listening to that song since 1992. Yeah. Well, I mean, deep cuts aren't for super fans. Yeah. That to be fair. I mean, they can't, they can't pull it. Here's a deep Ramones cut. No such thing for me so right so but uh but it is it is you know it was it was good i was um i was skeptical of course because in my head now everything i see with prince's picture on is just a shameless money grab but but it's not when i watched that when i watched that 60 minutes thing because i obviously i had to you know monitor that show so i watched it um there are people in charge of of determining you know the saleability how the songs go together in an album um yeah when to release it the guy in charge of it um who used to work for spotify i guess um is really aware of you know how would prince do this how would he put this out yeah no, the the estate's been doing a good job. I was yeah. I was a little nervous, you know, or like the in the you know the one or two years um, after <clears throat> he died when you started seeing a lot of stuff start to like come out. Yeah, but um, it's it's it hasn't been it hasn't been bad. It hasn't you know it's no. I mean, they could have just thrown out like five box sets year yeah. after year of like uh, underground vault re- hidden unreleased whatever yeah. but now they're gonna put a bucket of stuff together but yeah. no it looks like they're curating it it well yeah yeah um, which is good for now i'll just keep an eye on it yeah <laughs> okay you let them know if you disagree yeah exactly oh wow oh frank is upset oh uh, this middle-aged white guy is pissed <laughs> off <laughs> let's fucking change our whole model of distribution uh, right <laughs> Uh, anyway, hey, did you watch uh, Bad Batch last night? Yes, or this morning. I or did. Whatever. Yeah, favorite uh, episode too- so far. Yeah, it was really good because they did a lot. So, the overall, because we should recap the episodes before we talk about them. Well, did we talk about Infested? Did we talk about? That's eh, fine. We can skip that. That one. It was like I. I don't want to call it a filler episode. No, it's but not. It was, it's not. It was. I don't understand why they're still doing stuff with Sid. But, I think you they're know, they're doing it out of for money, friendship, and Sid's keeping their secret. That's the big thing. She could turn around and tell them, "Hey, I got the clones you're looking for." Yeah, that's true. But I don't like <clears throat> that she uses that to hold over them, and that they sort of. I don't want to say cave to that, mm. but they give in. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that that's something that they're aware of. You know. Yeah, I think yeah, now sure. she could drop a dime on them, but I would think at this point, I would hope that she would be friendly enough. Yeah. Enough with them to not lord that over them. Like stop being an asshole. No, I don't. I don't think she is anymore. Especially after they helped her get her, her um, 
office and bar back because uh, yeah, in true. that last episode, uh, another gangster. But I got to tell you that that episode infested. Mm. I as they're you know in the mining cars going around. Yeah, I just I'm really I was just waiting for. I wanted one person to just somehow use the phrase Doctor Jones, mm. and that would have been great. <laughs> yeah. Just a little, you know, indie reference. Yeah, that would have been funny. Well, we also had an indie reference on this last one too. So this last episode was called War Mantle, and if you remember Rogue One, that's one of the files that Jin comes across when she's looking for Project Stardust. She comes across Project War Mantle, which is replacing uh, uh, CTs, clone troopers, with TKs, uh, stormtroopers, conscripted. Right. Why do they TK? I mean, CT is obvious, clone trooper. I think TK is, um, they didn't think about it. And there we go. (laughs) I mean, really? Yeah. Unless they spell conscripted with a K. Yeah. So it's, it's the, 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 they get a, they get a call from Rex who says, Hey, I got a guy that needs help. Um, and it was Gregor. <laughs> yeah, I called that right in the beginning. Even before he said anything, there was no indication on his armor or anything like that. Yeah. And I'm like, Rex only cares about one other person because he's he, it's him and Gregor. And who's the third one? Is it? Co- it's Wolf. It's not Cody, yeah. which I thought Wolf. was interesting. Um, in the in the Rebels episode, I'm like, okay. So I, I the girls are watching with me because they stayed up till I got home so we could all watch it. And um. I'm like, all right. As they're climbing this mountain, I'm like, this it's going to be an imperial base inside of this mountain. Obviously, I mean that's what we're going for. I right. said, so, uh, I said it would be awesome if what happens in this episode, because it's called War Mantle, and we know what that project is, because that that admiral dude on Camino said, you know, fuck your clone troopers. I said, what we need to see is. They got to start transitioning to stormtrooper armor. Te- five minutes before we see our first Ralph McQuarrie stormtrooper. Yeah. Fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. Concept clone troopers from the earliest paintings that McQuarrie did of stormtroopers are now canon <laughs> armor. It's so funny because it's like, it's like seeing like going back in time and going oh my god i've only seen these in cave paintings yeah yeah you know? <laughs> and now they're alive running around shooting it at at, at at our main heroes right right and it, yeah that was pretty awesome yeah. that was a nice nerdy moment yeah yeah and i i love the eyes on them they're angled they're not yeah. um they're not rounded like stormtrooper eyes so they look even like more intimidating yeah, yeah, and it's a nice sort of transition kind of mm. spot. Yeah, and the armor's definitely different enough that you can see there's room for improvement. Oh, yeah. And the other beautiful part of this whole thing, like, just, you want to tie all your properties together. You have this these four guys running around what is essentially... Like it looks like the interior of the Death Star, because you saw that slow transition of um, new Repu- uh, of the Republic, uh, the old Republic at that point, 
Um, yeah, as the empire starts, you know, creating its own facilities. Yeah, it's, um, they're they're following the same design as as the old Republic warships. Yeah, and it just becomes more sinister because it's it's lit a little different. The blacks are a little darker and stuff, but the music was the Han, Luke, and Leia and Chewie running around the Death Star music from A New Hope. Uh, that I didn't notice. Oh. You're better at that than I am. And it was like... It was, it was like it was connected. It was, it was all fully connected again. And I'm like, good for them. You got Stormtroopers. I said, the only thing that, that would really like surprise me is if Vader shows up at the last second. Oh, that you, do you think we'll see Vader in this series? I think we'll see him. I don't know what he'll be able to do, you know. But I, I, I think I think maybe a transmission. But I don't know. Yeah. There's like three episodes left, aren't there? Or five or something. I think they're going to 20. I'm going to call it up here. Are you looking it up? Yeah, I'll look it up. Um. Let's see. So, yeah, I was, I was, uh, I mean, I mean, every animated show that Filoni's been a part of starts off a little slow and it, and it ramps up. I mean, that's just, yeah, that's the just only how one, they do it. The only one that's got his name on it that's absolute dog shit is Resistance. Yeah. It could be better. It, two, oh there's God. two it's, more. There's 16 episodes. Oh, all right. But I mean, this episode ends with um, Hunter captured facing off against against Crosshair. Um, yeah, I wanted to call him Deadshot. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> pretty much. And um, and they fled from the V wings, which even from um. Revenge of the Sith had TIE fighter sounding engines and lasers. So it's interesting. And the um, the shuttles that they brought the clone troopers, the stormtroopers in to um, that 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 facility that had it, it looked a lot like um, an Imperial transport shuttle. Yeah. Which is just an elongated Imperial shuttle. But also we get the implication that um the prime minister of camino is dead yeah i was really 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 like i actually um like rewound 10 yeah. seconds and turned up the volume right because i was wondering if we were going to hear the shot right right because um, there's two clone troopers left shot. in the room with them yeah but we didn't hear the shot. Maybe that would have been <laughs> a little too... Well, I don't know. Uh, they killed I, kids I would, in part three, so... Yeah, exactly. But that's so, how you do it. You, It's the implication. You right. keep using that word, Dennis. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's all you have to do. I mean, that, that guy's not... He's not leaving. You know? Tonway, was that his name? Lama Su? Mm. I can't... I forget. But yeah... Um, yeah, so yeah, the I I really thought we were going to end this episode with those facilities on Camino like on fire. Mm. But as we know now, it seems like 
they want to keep it because yeah, but they, they where said are they? they need a cloner. They need a, a they a, want the scientist. Doctor. Yeah, the scientist. Yeah. So I wonder, like, during this transition, mm. I mean, because Gregor said, oh, yeah, they're going all over the galaxy and they've got people who are dedicated to, you know, volunteer. So, like, what's going on with, like, what what are they doing with these clones? Like, what are those young clones yeah. that were walking and they were heading to wherever they were going? It seemed yeah. like they were, like, getting to it. Like, they were all leaving. They're all clearing out of Camino. But, like... What are they going to do with them? Like this transition is fascinating to me. I think I think they're going to fly him into a star. <laughs> oh, that would be amazing. Just kill him cuz they don't need him. They don't want them. Right. Nothing. They're they're useless to the empire. Right. And I think that's why she was Lama Su is that who it is? I think that's why she was trying to get them out of there. Yeah. To uh to save them. And it's it's funny because they said um, she said the, the the clone asks are we still going to be soldiers and maybe she was going to take them to the to the rebellion or the resistance or whatever we want to call it yeah but how much I mean even in rebels mm. like the the rebellious cells are pretty scattered and yeah. that's like you know. That's 15 years, 16 years later than, I mean, this, these are like the few months. How much time has gone by in this show? It's been a few months. I would say at the most right? like six months. Yeah. So any the only inkling of a resistance we've seen is just Saw Gerrera being an asshole. So, Which is par for the course. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So um, in terms of just like delivering clone, you know, mm. clone like toward a, a, a resistance kind of group. Plus they're not going to live very long. Or maybe they're going to send them to Kessel. Yeah. I mean, I they could, they could slaving them. They could force them to build the death star. There yeah. you go. There you go. That's what you do with them. Yeah. And yeah. Enslave them to do, to do building and stuff. Yeah. 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 Yeah, because they'll get pretty big pretty quick. Yeah, and you're probably going to get a good... I mean, what is the lifespan of those clones with their advanced aging? Uh, they they age double, so by so the time they're 25, they're 50, yeah. so... So you might get 25 years out of them? Yeah, and if they die, uh, who cares? You already paid for them. Yeah, from the Empire's point of view, obviously. Right, exactly. Not from my point of view. So, um, yeah, so it'll be really interesting to see what they do with them and how many of them there are. Yeah. Because, yeah, this is all, this is, you know, the, the Empire itself is less than a year old. Right. Yeah. Well, what's his face there at the end of um, Attack of the Clones says there's a million more on the way. And then that's four years later, so that they probably are those kids, actually. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So they they had their, we can easy we can we can probably confidently say there there are a million child clones. Which, yeah. considering Chewie wasn't a slave building the Death Star that Han freed while he was an Imperial, which was always the backstory. Uh, yeah, have clones build the Death Star. Why not? Yeah, but isn't the Death Star already like framed out? 
it is by the end of yeah but i mean um, the, then you got to fill the rest of that in it doesn't get finished yeah. until the middle of rogue one yeah so i mean you got you got wiring and plumbing to do and sensors yeah. to put in and <laughs> all the boring stuff chairs probably need a lot of chairs yeah and you know, you know what throwing a need. throwing a robot out is just a waste. You you can recycle your robots. Well, so. you know what they don't have. You know what they don't need railings apparently because the <laughs> yeah they don't have railings. No, because so there's no occupational it. safety hazard authority. <laughs> None at all. No, no, you fall. Fuck it. That's your fault. <laughs> you should have watched where you were going. You should have known the ship was going to tilt at a forty-five to fifty degree angle when it got hit. That's your fault for falling into the reactor. Right. Stupid clone. <laughs> <laughs> Dummy. But see, their whole thing is what I've been saying for about stormtroopers for so long. Is that the worlds that you have taken over, you will have people willingly volunteer for the army because that's how it works. Yeah. Well, there's one in Resistance, one of the interesting things that they're doing. It, did you watch it? Did you watch the whole thing? No. <laughs> there's one character from this. Th there's, there's so much about this show that makes no fucking sense. And I really wish I could find one other person who who like watches it. Maybe so uh, maybe I'll hard. get to it. Maybe. So it will it will hurt. It will hurt you. I tried would, watching it. Yeah, and I it's was just awful. bored. And it's just, and you want to smash. Oh my fucking god! I root for the first order. I so, but there's this one character who goes over to the first order because she feels lied to and betrayed um, by the people who you know she knows, and that sort of okay. that outpost thing. And that's pretty interesting. She's just like, look, you know, I was lied to by people who were into the resistance. They didn't trust me. They lied to me about certain things. Um, and, you know, and the First Order is just looking to, you know, get shit together and, and maintain order in the galaxy. And you can kind of see her point. They're at a point now where she's starting to waver a little mm. bit, which I think is disappointing. I'd rather see her become a gung-ho, like, First Order person. Yeah. And Have, if you're going to be wrong, be real wrong. Yeah, seriously. You know, just put on that MAGA hat and you go, girl. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but she's just like she's starting to waver and yeah, which makes sense it's a kid show right um but it would be really interesting to examine folks who like yeah man this is you know the that who who are buying into this law and order type of type of thing you know yep. you see it in some of the characters in the comics and in the mm. novels and stuff that they believe that the you know that the that the rebellion the republic it just way too chaotic trying to get their shit together yeah wow. also i mean from the empire's point of view the rebellion is just an annoying terrorist group yeah so we've been rooting for the bad guys the whole time yeah that's, <laughs> what, that's what heroes do <laughs> yeah i bet that's what they said on united 93 <laughs> i am obviously joking yes they didn't Don't say send that. those. Yeah. Um, so back in March at a doctor's appointment and uh, I have two days left. No, <laughs> <laughs> that suck. Surprise. 
Uh, nobody would care. So I asked, I said, I said to the, it was, it was with a nurse practitioner, not my normal doctor. And I'm like, you know what? I really don't like my, uh, medicine. Um, my brain medicine is not good for me. And I've tried different brands, different types, different whatever, makeups, chemical makeups, you know, different doses. And it's just, it's not good. I don't like the side effects. And um, I talked about, you know, I said, a lot of people talk about this medical marijuana. What's all that about? And uh, she's like, oh, well, that's actually blah, 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 blah. Could help. No side effects um, like the ones you have. Um, And so I, I forgot the doctor's name. Uh, so March 30th, I got an answer back. I wrote to, to them cause there's, they have this portal where you can just send questions, which is great. Cause I don't have to fucking call anybody. And I, I said, who is, who is that doctor again? And so on March 30th, I got a response and then I think it was three days ago. I finally got in touch with the doctor <sighs> cause my medicine, I don't think it works anymore. <laughs> Yeah, because I, I, I have a huge problem getting in touch with places where I have to personally interact with people and I know absolutely nothing about the subject. Um, it used to be it used to be uh, mechanics, auto mechanics uh, used to be tattoo parlors. Uh, it, they were intimidating to me. Now, not so much. I know going in. And, uh, but, but stuff like this, like I know absolutely zero about this whole industry. Um, and, and it was, it was intimidating to, to do the whole thing. So what spurred me to do it was every, every so often my, uh, the medicine will give me a dizzy spell and it's not like, Oh, just sit down and you'll be fine. It's like, here's nine hours of you almost throwing up. (laughs) And I'm like, all right, enough of this shit. Now, for a place that um, is the only complaint I have, and I know what you're saying, really the only one? Yes. <laughs> Seriously, that's minor for you. Yeah. The only complaint I have is that I could not set up an appointment through email. I had to call. That was the hardest <laughs> thing to do, was to call. Because, I mean, you want to help people with anxiety? Yeah. Here, talk call, to call, talk to a person. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That'll work. Out. And there's so many things like, am I going to say the wrong thing? And they're going to be like, no, you're full of shit. You don't need this. Get out of here. You're a liar. You know, all that kind of stuff that, you know, normal people don't go through or they do. And it is normal. I don't know. So, um, I went through the whole process um, you know, and she was super nice and, and explained everything and took her time and made me feel really good about it. And we set up an appointment, um, for next Friday. Um, and my, my biggest question after that was, cause I, I know I'm not really going to have a problem if I say, Hey, I got your, uh, information in March and I'm just calling now because, eh, you know, <laughs> I imagine it'll be something like, yeah, okay, let's get you off that yeah. medicine. Um, <laughs> but I know I'll have to talk more and stuff. But um, it's a Zoom call. So that's awesome. Because, I mean, I'm, you don't actually need to go to talk about your mental health. Yeah. 
which is great. Um, and then I said, all right. So to, to the woman that was, that was doing the booking for me, um, I said, so how does this work after if, uh, if I have to get something? What, how does the uh, prescription, I guess, work? And she's like, well, it's not really a prescription. It's a recommendation. I'm like, okay, fine. You know what I mean, though, because you're explaining it. And um, what they do is they give me a recommendation and the dispensary that they recommend that's that's best for uh, closest or whatever to where I live. And then I place the order and go pick it up, which is fine. I, I don't care about that part. That is super intimidating for me. But if they are still doing their curbside pickup, then I'll have to get out of the car and it just kind of happens. You know, I drive there. And I text them that I'm there, and then I just wait. Okay, fine. So then here's the super stressful part. Yeah, I don't even want to get started on the fucking COVID stuff now. Oh, we will. So, oh, oh, it's pouring. Oh, the sky's sad. So um, they're like, okay, so we have your health insurance information, and based on the type of health insurance, uh, you just have to get a referral because... um, that's just what they require and she gave me this string of numbers and and said this is this is what you have to give them and since i had talked to a nurse practitioner and she recommended them i didn't know what my primary would say um so it was like three days of we need this information we need this um back and forth with them and then um a huge stress headache later which i shouldn't have I shouldn't have a stress headache waiting for an email reply, right? I shouldn't worry. Are, are they going to approve this? Are they going to say yes, no, whatever? Because, I mean, there's a copay, but the rest of it's out of pocket. There's a licensing fee or something like yeah. that. Um, and and I shouldn't I shouldn't have a headache. I shouldn't get a stress headache waiting for that. But I did. Um, but it's all fine. They're going to she said the the response i got back today after she got all the information was that she'll uh send it over to the people that need it um because i guess they need a certain amount of information to fill out the referral and then it goes to somebody in their department and then they approve it Uh, but the the lady at the other place said that um you know approvals are never really a problem um so yeah it's it's a huge thing and it's (laughs) It almost feels like I'm going to get on the Zoom call and the and the, the doctor's going to say to me, well, if you could do all these things, you're fine. <laughs> if, if you could get to this step, you don't need me. And it'd be like, oh, fucking Yoda got me. <laughs> God damn it. It's a trap. Oh, shit. But I'm, I'm, I'm really hoping that we can get rid of... Um, headaches would be would be nice if um i was more relaxed all the pain in my back all the time and it's all it's all stress related it's all anxiety related um like i was saying to you i think um last week that that the the job the new job i have i didn't have that much of a problem going to it because i knew somebody there already and it was a small group and they were all nice from the very beginning but knowing somebody going into a new job is super helpful for me. Not that I wouldn't have gone into a new job regardless because I would have had to. Um, but when I started at the museum after about a week, I started to realize 
where I was working and the importance of it and blah, blah, blah. And I got myself way worked up and my neck, my neck just tensed up to the point where I couldn't turn it at all for like six days. And then there was the first show we played at the museum, at the award ceremony at the museum where I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. My back seized up so bad. They thought I had a pinched nerve and I got, I went into traction for it. So that's the kind of anxiety and stress I I have. And I'm I'm really hoping this just works the way I'm reading it works. So yeah. So that's a big step for me. Yeah, no, but it's it's good that you did it. I think that overall it's you know it's gonna help. It lot. definitely seems like it's a better option than uh a chemical um like lab produced chemical medicine yeah you know what i mean so when i used to when i smoked for those few years i don't remember how i felt um i do remember at one point going into newberry comics and not knowing the name of a song and i actually sang part of it out loud in a falsetto voice uh because that's how they sang the song um so i imagine I was not as anxious as I normally was. So we'll see. I'm just, I'm just, and on the plus side too, I'll get the prescription. I'm going to call it a prescription. Um, and then I have a week off so I can get used to how it makes me feel before I have to go to work. I thought that was smart too. Yeah. Try, no, that's a good idea. Trying to be smart. <laughs> so. It's a struggle. It, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, so I remember. Um, I, rem- no, no, hold on. No, go ahead. <laughs> oh no, you go ahead because mine's gonna no, take up time. I was gonna time. tell a, I was gonna tell a drug story. Oh, go ahead. I, yeah, no, I went and, and got this prescription, and um, since my insurance is a little different, I had to go to a different pharmacy. So, uh, it was probably like the second time I've picked up this particular prescription at this other pharmacy. Is that Teddy's so, Corner Pharmacy? <laughs> <laughs> it's uh this guy no it's cvs oh. but i don't like cvs so um okay anyway so the pharmacist is just like oh you take this along with something else i'm like yeah she's, all right well you know you should probably take you know the other thing at different times of the day um because they just sort of bump up they they just really sort of over enhance what they both do and i'm just like Okay, like I've been taking this combination of drugs for like a decade. Oh, okay. So I'm just like, okay, thanks very much. <laughs> I'm not changing the thing I'm doing. So, and part of it is like, look, um, I've been doing. I I know how these things work. I'm not doing that, mm. and um, and that has never ever ever been suggested to me oh, in okay. all the time that I've been taking this, whether it be from doctors or pharmacists mm. over the years, like taking one of these in the morning and then the other one in the afternoon. No. So like, that's never been a thing. So when I've read, you know, so it's just like, like these drugs have been in my life for, like I said, a decade, maybe 12 years. Mm. The other part of it was completely just my ego (laughs) being like, yeah, I'm not going to be one of these. Well, it's five o'clock time for my methotrexate, you know, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, time for my medicine in the after you know i'm not i'm not i'm not that old yet well i i noticed with with um 
with the um I don't even know what it's fucking called the 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 anxiety one that if I took it when I got up I'd get to work and I would feel kind of sick to my stomach but I switched and I take it before I go to bed and it also if it's the last thing I do every night I don't forget which is good um <laughs> and I don't I don't have that sick to my stomach feeling whether I eat with it or not so because I'm asleep and I don't care so but that would also be something to, you know something nice to get rid of medicine shouldn't make you feel sick to your stomach yeah I'm just um I just don't know yeah I'm not that old yet <laughs> it's 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 purely vanity I'll admit it that's fair that's fair yeah so, so um, what, what's going on with mask mandates? There? Oh, I don't like know. I haven't back. watched what Baker said, but rem- I, I wanted to say, remember back back um, when they were re- re- uh, easing all of these restrictions? Yeah. And we said, it's too fucking early. Don't fucking do it. It's too early. Yep. Because there are too many dummies who are going to fuck it up. Yeah. India. Uh, <laughs> and Arkansas. No, God, actually, I, India, I, India. There's, there's more than just. It's not a. It's not a, a, a dummy problem in India. There, there's so in Arkansas, many, it's a dummy problem. So many issues. Yeah, there it, was literally it definitely is one. There was. I was listening to NPR this morning, and a woman was saying that she, um, she gives out vaccinations, and she literally brings a magnet with her <laughs> because. Because people think, think it's going to get make magnetized. Them mag- yeah. yeah, get magnetic, which is the dumbest fucking. So she's just like, yeah, I, I bring a magnet along with me mm. to make people feel more comfortable. You know what? You should bring a magnet along with you and a goddamn hammer. Yeah, one of them Harley Quinn carnival hammers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Bonk, dum dum. Exactly. Ah, the fucking just, stupid are going to kill so many people. Right. Um, I I was ready for this the whole time, to be honest. Uh, from the very beginning, from the time they said, oh, we're easing restrictions. I'm like, that's not a good idea. That's a fucking stupid idea. We're not there yet. Well, it's funny because you, you have, you know, these fucking stupid talking heads on, um, you know, Fox going just like, oh, well, first vaccinated people are fine and then they got to wear masks. And it's just like because they're learning about it. You know, yeah. the latest thing is just like, yeah, a vaccinated person can get this Delta variant. They may not get super sick, but they can then pass it on to somebody else who's not vaccinated. Right. And then you're that a carrier. So, yeah. So it's just sort of sitting on you until it goes, oh, I can't kill this guy. Oh, I can go kill that guy. I'm going to go kill that guy. Yeah, I can't kill this guy. But you know what? I can sit inside this girl till we find yeah. somebody. That, I'm going to well, I'll wait around until I can find someone I can kill. That's what it's doing. Yeah. It's just sitting around being an asshole. Yeah. I just, uh, and oh, there, there are on the news, they, and, they've talked to nurses that have said there are people that have died in front of me that to their last breath called me a liar for telling them they're dying of COVID. Right. What the actual fuck? 
I and I and you know what? This is gonna sound cruel, but I've sounded cruel before. Fuck them. Good. Die, dummy. Yeah, I'm at I'm at the point where, except for last night on the news, there was this the CBS Evening News is the news I'm referring to. That's the show that I that I that I work on, so I I watch it because you know. There was this one guy. He um, he's a seventeen-year-old football player. He has one dose of the vaccine, so he's on his way. But he's in the hospital because he caught it. Ooh, that sucks. Yeah, and I felt so bad for him because he's he's not a denier. He was going to do the right thing. He just and then there was a there was a a three-year-old. Who got it? Uh, Mother's fully vaccinated. He's not old enough. They treated him with uh, with steroids and albuterol, and he was okay to leave the hospital before they filed the report. But still, there's a there's a poor three year old in the hospital who can't fucking breathe. Yeah, and that's what. Well, what sucks? I was going to say about the seventeen year old. It's just like, like, it's the people around him who fucked him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we don't know. Was he following the mask? mandate and stuff like that would you know get fully vaccinated and all that but still if he was getting vaccinated he was on the right the right track right he, he's better off than a bunch of these other people i don't i joy reed was on a repeat of colbert and she was talking about how all the people at fox are vaccinated but they're telling you not to Rupert Murdoch took four SUVs, like she said, like the King of England to go get vaccinated. There's tests, there's protocols in place at Fox, and they are telling you not to. Why? Yeah, because it feeds into what their base audience believes, and so they keep watching. And then her question is, why, why, why are you killing your audience? What do you get out of that? What are the Republicans getting out of? allowing their voters to die they'll have less voters if the if if the hundred million people fewer no they're 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 lesser people okay they're lesser people but they'll have few yeah 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 yeah, i'm sorry i gotta be that guy yeah be that guy on your own time (laughs) be that guy on facebook I, you know, I was that guy on Facebook and one guy sort of commented back to me and he went on this big, huge rant about, oh, no, there's a grammatical error on Facebook, blah, blah, blah. He goes, you just come into these forums because you get off and changing, you know, and and criticizing people's comments, blah, blah, blah. And he didn't like put the apostrophe in people's. So we went on this. (laughs) So he goes on this whole big rant and I'm just like asterisk peoples with the apostrophe (laughs) (laughs) and i'm dying it's so funny because it's like you know it's like two in the morning and i'm fucking killing myself laughing because this is awesome yeah Uh. (laughs) oh god i really just need to sleep better and um and i won't have these problems (laughs) but i'm sorry go ahead (laughs) so if these hundred million people which they, they won't but say these hundred million people that aren't vaccinated die, right? Yeah. Then a Republican's never going to win office again. There's no one left to vote for them. Not not in any substantial number. Like like, what's this fuckface down in in Florida is like? We're not going to mask our children. It's like, why don't you just take them out in the street and fucking shoot them then? 
You stupid yeah, asshole. I told I told my kids before any of this. Once they were vaccinated, I said, "Listen, I know you're vaccinated, but I still want you to wear a mask in school. I don't give a shit what people say. I don't I I don't want to get the flu. I don't like being sick, and you guys bring it home from your germ factory every year. So, not being sick is great, so just wear them." And they're like, "Okay." That's it. It was just that. Wear your masks yeah. in school regardless. Okay. So I realize you have to take it off to eat, but, you know. And now uh, I think we're going to have mandatory masks in, in school from kindergarten yeah. to 12th grade. And you know what? Good. We fucking should, because Provincetown is a fucking viral cesspool right now. And yeah, not I, for the I, reason back in the 90s you would joke about. Right. The, um, there's no, nothing yet about like having to wear ma- masks again like nothing mandated nothing on the the um you know store doors or anything like mm. that but la's I, gonna start up happen. again though i think la already has yeah so yeah. Like, san diego's not quite there yet but no it'll the, it'll definitely the things be are back. going they will yeah It'll be back and it should be back and I think the government needs to needs to do what France did and say you can't do a fucking thing until you're vaccinated. Yeah. It's not a violation of HIPAA. That's oh, about God, that HIPAA thing is That's yes, about your it, doctor keeping your information private, not you right. keeping your information private. We can fucking it, it, ask. Oh my god, that the whole HIPAA thing just completely cracks me up. It's just like what would you learn a new phrase? Yeah. And then the people complaining about it can't even spell it right because they don't even know what it fucking stands for. Right. So speaking of the dumbest fucking people on the face of the earth, we got Marjorie Taylor Greene, Matt Gates, and fucking Louis Gohmert trying to see the insurrectionists in jail. It's like, settle down, Matt. You'll be in jail soon enough. Wait, they they wanted to go visit them in jail? I didn't... Yeah, that's what I read. Let me see. Let me see if I can get a story here. <sighs> MTJ. Oh, yeah, and they're ridiculing those those Capitol Police who were testifying the other day. They were? Fucking Laura Ingram was. She's just like, oh, in the award for, you know, best performance in an action movie... And she's just like making fun of a guy who was talking about, you know, being mobbed by people, hearing them say, kill him with his own gun. Yeah, that guy looks like he could like break a house in half and you're going to make yeah, fun of so him. So for him to be, yeah, so for him to be like mobbed over and worried that they're going to kill him, you know that shit was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Matt Gates among house members rushing to aid of alleged insurrectionists. This is from floridapolitics.com. So let's see how left or right leading this is. Uh, well, our motto is. Well, it might be okay because here's a headline uh, COVID 19 case numbers increase overnight, approach annual high. That said, that we have an annual high. Governor DeSantis to issue order banning school mask mandates. Fucking idiot. Complaints about poor prison conditions, demands for police to release body cam footage, but they have. 
Anger, suspected terrorists have yet to receive due process. If this sounds like a list of complaints from left-wing criminal justice activists, think again. U.S. Representative, Representative Matt Child Molester Trafficker Gates, I added that part, <laughs> and three other House members, Republican House members, outlined these concerns in a letter to the Justice Department demanding better treatment of suspected insurrectionists who stormed the Capitol on January 6th. Gates, a panhandle Republican, on Tuesday will participate in a press conference with U.S. Representatives Louis Gohmert of Texas, Paul Gosser of Arizona, and Marjorie Taylor Greene of Georgia. <sighs> the Legion of Dumb. The members of Congress all of whom voted against certifying President Joe Biden's electoral victory over Donald Trump, demanded an in-person meeting with Attorney General Merrick Garland explaining alleged mistreatment of the Trump supporters arrested in the wake of the riot. But I thought it was Antifa. Well, that's the whole thing. They're just like, yeah, there was nothing going on. It wasn't that bad. And it's all Nancy Pelosi's fault. Right. So which you is know, it? Yeah. Pick a complaint. The Department of Justice reports that 535 people have been arrested arising out of the events on January 6th at the U.S. Capitol. The letter yeah, reads... One for each member of Congress. Yeah, huh? We are seven months into these matters and answers are not forthcoming. But they're building a case, you fucking dips. Gates pressuring the Justice Department on anything now will surely draw criticism <laughs> as he remains under federal investigation for allegedly sex trafficking a minor and a number of connected matters. All right, so I'm okay with this article. <laughs> the sudden defense of protesters also seems a significant change in strategy from the day of the attack on the Capitol. Then he blamed the riots on secret Antifa provocateurs and anti-police rhetoric from liberals. Goddamn Satan, satanic liberals. I sure am glad that at least for one day I didn't hear my Democrat colleagues calling to defund the police, he said on the House floor before casting multiple votes to overturn a democratic process. <laughs> God. <laughs> but since then, he has criticized law enforcement quite a bit, even insinuating the FBI played a role in the January 6th riot. The letter from representatives, written in crayon, suggests the Capitol Police willingly did not protect the Capitol or warn Congress of the threat posed by the rioters, whom several pro-Trump members of Congress encouraged to come to protest the certification, blah, blah, blah. We would also like to discuss, this in quotes, why we were not warned that, quote, armed extremists were planning mayhem on January 6th, the letter reads, Ms. Pittman Acting chief of the Capitol Police testified on February 21st this first this year 25th fuck this year that her office was notified in advance <laughs> that armed extremists were targeting the peaceful rally and potentially targeting us as members of Congress, yet we received no notice of this threat. That's bullshit. Yeah. I knew about it. Nice. <laughs> I knew about it because I came into work. My first day in work was on January 4th. And my boss said to me, all right, so it's quiet right now. <laughs> but we're getting ready for the riots on the 6th. <laughs> Two days ahead of time. I knew. I knew before that, but it was official once, you know, we covered the news. So it's like, 
Yeah. Here's some news. Um, let's see. Yet we received no notice of third. We look forward to seeing you on Tuesday and talking with you about these critical issues. All the members who signed under this letter have made controversial remarks about the insurrection in the months since it occurred. Green has said the accused rioters were abused and demanded a release of 14,000 hours of Russ surveillance footage of the events that day. Gosser has described rioters who beat and cursed at police guarding the Capitol in a riot that resulted in five deaths as, quote, peaceful protesters. Gomert has <laughs> described the arrest as political prisoners. I'm surprised that guy can even put together a fucking sentence. Louis Gomert used to be the dumbest motherfucker in this in the state house. And is there really anybody who is like more aptly named for his behavior? Oh. Cause really he's just a He's a Gomer. Gomer. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Which is a step down uh, from a Gomer. Right, yeah. <sighs> oh man. It's all so stupid. Have you been watching any of the Olympics or just hearing about the I've Olympics? just been hearing about it. I'm I'm not interested at all. Uh I'm pretty disgusted with the women's gymnastics. How so? Simone Biles can do shit that cartoon characters can do and no one else. Right? Yeah. And they're gonna score her different? Fuck you. I have no problem with her saying, you know what? Fuck this. Fuck you. Yeah. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do something nobody else can do, and I'm going to get points taken off for that. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. No, I'm glad. You know, and plus, you know, she's just like, you know, fuck it. This isn't worth, you know, breaking my mind over. Yeah. Or fuck body. Or she, might yeah. Not, she might not be able to do anything if she pulls a carry strike. She, that poor girl had to retire at 18. Yeah. 18. So... I don't think less of her. I don't. I, I don't. It's no. Like, she you know, has no nothing get to your prove. Shit together. No. No. And the thing, and I'm glad that she's getting more support than not. If you know, she you did got, this five years ago, everybody would rip her apart. But because I agree, people talking about this is is to a point start. Well, it started to normalize people taking care of their sel- themselves over. Yeah over their job or what people think of them. Um, that's definitely helped. And then, you know, like like I was talking about Carrie Strug, that puts her whole thing into a completely different light. It wasn't brave of her. She was forced into it by her Russian coach. Right. And that was abusive and that was manipulative and destructive. It's not worth it. No, it really this, isn't. This elite level competition where you can, I mean, the name for what was going on in her head is, is kind of, it sounds childish and silly. She had the twisties. Oh yeah. When they sort of lose, I, I was listening to something this morning yeah, about that. But then you hear a description you just- and you're like, holy shit. Yeah, you're flipping around 20 feet off the ground and you don't, you kind of lose track of where you are. So you don't know how to land because you don't yeah. know when or where that's going to happen. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. Yeah. There was an episode of Bob's Burgers, and I know you watched Ted Lasso, and I know it was referenced there too, where Bob gets uh, the yips, where yeah. basically his muscle memory fails him and he can't flip a burger properly. 
And I, I, that's the same kind of thing that happened, I think, from what I'm reading, season two, episode one of Ted Lasso. Hey, Chris, I'm being FaceTimed by our friend Bree. Oh, what the fuck does she want? Say hi to Bree. Hello. Hey, random dude. Oh, Bree, I'm going to have to talk to you later because we're recording a show. But I can answer that question for you. Goodbye. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Brie FaceTimed me, and then she had a question about something that I really, I, I, I think about the company I used to work for. So oh. I was just like, all right, well, we'll do this later. So, but we FaceTime all the time. It's uh -huh. kind of fun. Nice. Anywho, nice. I have a sleep schedule that doesn't allow me to see people. <laughs> So yeah, yeah, if uh back to what we were saying. If she yeah. loses track of the ground, she could break her fucking neck. Yeah, exactly. And and that's that's terrible. I mean, there's no audience, her family can't be there. The pressure on her to consistently be this fucking superhuman. I can't even imagine. I mean, I have to do yeah. my job right every time, but I don't have to do shit that no one else could do. Right. So it's, I don't know. And then the people that are complaining about it are like the worst people. Oh, yeah. Like, what have you ever done that you can compare to even close to her level? She's an embarrassment to America. Really? Because yeah. she wasn't a week ago. Yeah. Yeah, because five minutes before you wrote that on Facebook, you ate a Cheeto that you took out from in between the cushions on your couch. Yeah, and you smelled your own fart. Yeah. And enjoyed it. That's not necessarily a bad thing, but... No, not necessarily. <laughs> <laughs> you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. I'd, but if you're, I'd, if, uh, you're, if you're jerking off to Marjorie Taylor Green speeches... I mean, settle down there, guy. Yeah, we'll just let that one sit. Yeah. Crazy <laughs> shit. <sighs> fucking anyway. people. I don't know how fucking people vote for her. I really don't. I really, I really would like people to just pay attention to who they vote for and why and not just nope. pick... That's not gonna favorite happen. person. I know. No, they, that, that's not going to happen. I know. Not going to happen. That's why I said I would like. I would also like a giant box of 20s to appear on my doorstep every day. Oh, that'd be cool. That would. It's not going to happen. Not even like a big box. Like a little, like little shoebox. Shoebox. Shoebox is I, and, and I'm going to, I don't even need like a big normal size shoebox. You know, like kids Nikes yeah. filled with 20. I'll take that. I yeah. ain't greedy. Yeah. Just as long as it's every day. Yeah, not greedy, but yeah. every day. <laughs> hey, what do you think about um, Scarlett Johansson suing Disney? Fucking good. Right? Because if her income was based off of the um, the box office receipts, they just fucked her out of a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. And they should have, like, that should have been part of the deal, streaming, if they knew, like, they should have, like, the deal should have been rewritten. Yeah. To include streaming if that was going to be part of the release. So also, it sets a precedent. Yeah. You know, so, 
And I think that it's more about, uh, you know, that principle than the money. I mean, the money more than nice likely. Yeah. Also, but it's also the principle that like, you know, cause everything is doing streaming and, and theaters. So if streaming is going to be a part of the thing, it's, it's gotta be a factor in the deal. Yep. Yep. I, I take no issue with her standing up for herself. No, I mean, neither. Good for her. I mean, it's, it's the first solo movie that, that she gets with that character. Yeah. And it is unfortunate the way it went down. Um, but obviously the money people could have handled uh, I it saw, better. I saw one comment where it's just like, they shouldn't have even made that movie. Oh my God. Like that's like, that's like, it, that's like, okay, look, I have to make a comment, but I'm not going to make it about anything relevant or like, it's like, could you think of a more, more stupid thing to say? I mean, there's really only that's one like walking by. There's really only one answer for that. Eat your own dick. Right? But it's it's just like, just shut up. You don't need to be part of the conversation if you're not going to be like, that's like walking by a car accident Mm -hmm. and and saying, well, you know, you shouldn't have eaten that last piece of bread because you were going to go buy bread and now you're in a car accident. Mm -hmm. That's what you get, man. Yeah. No carbs. Yeah. That's somebody that's just deeply dissatisfied with themselves yeah i have to type something yeah you know at least I mean, i'm trying to change people's grammar habits i type some snarky shit here and there and i will stand up to people that are intolerant of um you know gay trans non-binary like i i don't stand for that shit like that there's one it's nbc out right so it's it's news about the lgbtq plus community and invariably, there's people on there that are like, oh, Jamie Lee Curtis's daughter came out as trans. Demi Lovato is non-binary. And there's invariably people are on there like, who gives a shit? These people just want attention. It's like, go fuck yourself, all right? You know what? If my kid says, oh, look, another person like me, then fuck you. Exactly. Exactly. It starts to, it, it, it lets people know that, you know what? I'm not the only one suffering in silence and nervous about, you know. Yeah. You don't talking have about to who hide. I am. Yeah. You know, that's like, I, I really like those. You see those like Twitter things about, you know, uh, like slamming Simone Biles about taking care of her own mental health. Yeah. And, you know, you see people posting. It's just like, you yeah, look, you know what? She's never going to see your tweet giving her <laughs> shit. Yeah. But you know who will? Friends of yours yep. who, you know, yep. are going through stuff. So they're going to know that you're an asshole yeah. and you don't and you know who's going to see you posting about Demi Lovato and, and all that? Fucking people that care for people. Right. That that are the same. And, uh, yeah, my opinion just sinks. Most of the time, 99% of the time, it's people that I don't know that are making these comments. And then every once in a while, it's like somebody and I see the name and I'm like, who the fuck is this? I don't need them. But like everybody needs to just fucking settle down. Not everything is for you. I think is, right. is basically what, what what I'm getting at. Not every single fucking thing that, yeah, that comes out in the news. It has nothing to do news. with you. It doesn't affect you. I mean, I don't see people. I have, I have a bunch of um, sites, the uh, Facebook groups that I'm in, so I can see pictures of people's pit bulls, right? 
because I have some and I like them. And like, I don't see people on there going, oh, who gives a shit? Who cares about a dog? So if you're not doing that, you don't need to fucking do it about other stuff. You know? Like, like that He-Man show. That, that that Netflix just put out that Kevin oh, the one that Kevin Smith did right yeah yeah um, any good I liked it first of all it's called Masters of the Universe okay not He Man and the Masters of the Universe so his name is taken out of the title because uh, spoiler alert in the first episode he dies but, awesome but then all magic in Eternia disappears because of the way it happened. And then it's about, it's, it's, it's five episodes out of ten, I believe, for the first season. So you only get five. It ends on a cliffhanger, which is uh-huh. important. And um, it's about finding magic and bringing it back to Eternia. And in the process, you know, they find Adam. And it's, it's also very early on about, you know, Tila not knowing who excuse me that adam and he-man were the same person because it's not the same as the, as the old cartoon where he just looked like a dude wearing different clothes he's yeah. a younger version of himself thinner you know totally looks different so you kind of mm. so people get got all pissed off because they felt like it was a bait and switch it's just supposed to be about He-Man. Well, his name's not in the title. It's called the Masters of the Universe. And at the end of the fifth episode, there actually is a Master of the Universe for once. Yeah. So, it's, like, I fucking gotta, uh, settle down and let the whole goddamn story be told first. That's what kills me. That's what kills Like, especially with entertainment stuff. Someone will watch, oh, ten minutes in, this sucks. Mm. Well, Jesus. There was an anime series that I would recommend to people, and I'm like, look, you've got to get at least, at least to the fifth episode before you make any kind of decision on this, because there's a lot of setup for these 26 episodes. And then once you get past that threshold, like the story just takes off because they have to set all this stuff up in in their 22 minute episodes. So. I'll give I'll give most things like I gave I gave resistance a good ten episodes and I'm like I'm just not feeling this one. Oh, I hated it by ten, but now I'm like I need to be a completionist and I by but but by ten I was like eh, it's real it's not made for me and that's fine because I have other stuff and that's the thing I think people need to know is that just because that's it's got a name on it that you love doesn't mean it's made for you anymore. It's okay to just have the old thing and not need the new thing. Ghostbusters 2016. (laughs) I don't mind that. I feel the same way about Ghostbusters as I do about Star Wars. It's Star Wars. I'll watch it. And I'll probably enjoy it. Granted, there are more Star Wars movies than Ghostbusters movies, so there are ones that I like way less than others in the Star Wars franchise. But there's three Ghostbusters movies at this point. 
and there's one that I like in third place and first and second. Right. And then this trailer came out for this one and fucking people, Jesus goddamn Christ. I thought this was a comedy. It's a horror sci-fi <laughs> comedy, all right? And I bet if you watched the first Ghostbusters trailer, they leaned heavy into the ghosts. Yeah. It's not even that funny. The trailer's not funny. Shut the fuck up. Seriously. That's like my like my go-to just Ah, oh, I just hate the internet. So you know much. how you got you got you got chills when like Luke shows up in the trailer for you or the Superman theme played for um that other that other trailer and you're like that one that's that's the one that does it that that gives me goosebumps. Yeah. Fucking Terror Dog shows up in this. And I'm like, "Oh, I don't give a shit what people say this is going to be awesome." When I saw Han in the uh, trailer for episode seven, yeah. come in, just like Chewy, we're home. That's what I got goosebumps right now, just kind of thinking yeah. about it. That's, yeah. Yeah, but for me, in this new trailer, have you seen the new trailer? No, not yet. Oh, okay. Well, there's things like I'm not going to ruin anything, but it is a direct connection to the first movie. There are definitely like. In that trailer, like five or six things I could point out that are that directly relate to um the the first movie and the stuff that happened in it. Not like, oh, here's Peter, here's Ray, like actual plot points and mythology shit. So I like that. And I like the kids that are in this movie. And I like I like the little girl um who played young carol danvers and young uh tanya harding i think she's i think she's a good actress and i think she'll be really good in this and i love that you know we're doing something that should have been done years ago with ghostbusters is is give it to a new generation and let them continue with it yeah and I watched a trailer about the trailer where um, Reitman, Jason Reitman, that's his name? The son? Uh, yeah. He's talking about all this stuff that they did. Uh, they sat down. They, they had all the ghosts from both movies. And they're like, we're, we're trying to find this common ground of what makes a Ghostbusters ghost. And he said, every one of them is so different that it was really difficult finding connective tissue between all of them because you have that subway ghost that looks like some kind of tentacle-faced flying demon, Slimer, the uh, cab driver, the Scolari brothers from part two, Vigo, and they're all different, but they all fit in somehow in that same world. And um, that's how they develop Muncher, in this they had there's a there's another prosthetic like the cab driver animatronic type guy um but another thing he said he's like you might recognize these uh pink stripes here on screen and uh that's because we got the 70 millimeter print and scanned in and recreated this special effect the same way they did back then or, or however he was describing it and he's like that's why these ghosts flying around look the same as they did when the uh, containment grid blue. So it's definitely like 
he gives a shit. He that's that was his early yeah. life that those movies right. because he was on set for them. So he's out of anybody that could make a Ghostbusters movie. I don't think there's anybody that's had more or better life experience. I almost said more better, but it's more or better life experience than growing up with the behind the scenes making of it. Yeah, yeah. He's um I'm excited for it. I, I am very yeah, excited. I think that'll be fun. I'm very excited. That's gonna I am definitely going to the theater to see that one. I don't give a shit if I have to buy out the whole theater just to feel safe. But <laughs> I will go see. And it's also coming out on um the Friday. It's the day after our twentieth anniversary. Oh nice. So Ghostbusters played a big part with us growing up. So I think it's fitting. I may actually keep the kids at home and, uh, you know, go on a date. Something we haven't done in yeah, nice. a very long time. So That's cool. Yeah, I'm excited for that. And I don't give a shit what people say. And if they ruin the chance of there being another one after this, I'm just going to be pissed. Just fucking let people have stuff they like. Exactly. No. Except for is, um, except for you know no vaccines. Get your fucking vaccine. The yeah, uh, the just, first I mean, drawing. Go ahead. No, I I just I just don't understand it. Like. Yeah. I I you know people like they're I I just don't get it. I just it's unfathomable to yeah. me that like like this is easy. Yeah. Yeah. Like and then, and they say, oh well, we hate wearing masks. We hate this whole thing. It's just like yo, you know, we all do, dude. Mm. You know, it's not affecting you any differently than it's affecting the rest of us. You know, but you're this asshole going, oh, you know, I would do anything for my country. Do this. Yeah. You know, wear a mask to Walmart, you fucking goober. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not gonna wear a face diaper. Well, it wouldn't be a face diaper if, uh, if you stop you spewing, stop spewing bullshit. bullshit. Yeah, there you go. Fucking, I, I've gotten so used to wearing a mask. Like, I'm in my car alone at 3.30 in the morning driving home, and I'm like, oh, I still have my mask on. Uh, I make fun of you. No, I know, I forget. Like, I get to my <laughs> yeah, car, no, and I, I totally know. forget. I was the same way. Because it's yeah, comfortable. Yeah, I was at Starbucks every day. It'd be the same thing. I get, like, walked into my house. I'm like, oh, yeah, look at that. Yeah. Yeah. It's not it's not it's not so bad. Alrighty. I bought I a shirt. I bought a shirt from Amazon. I bought yeah. two actually. One says variant across the front, and I'm the variant mm. that likes um eh, let's say cherry fruit pies, I guess. Um nice. and tacos and soda. So I'm not the best variant. And then I bought another <laughs> one. That I'm gonna. It's it's only for going out and running errands. It says I'm vaccinated. I just don't trust you because yeah, I'm gonna like wear that. a mask because fuck you. And I think I'm gonna get a lot of use out of that. <laughs> COVID nineteen seventy four percent of COVID cases in vaxxed residents. Provincetown's Delta fueled COVID outbreak uh, is behind the CDC's mask changes. Just fucking get vaccinated wear the mask and maybe by next year we could be back to normal yeah. which is what we've been saying from the fucking beginning 
fucking oh, people. Man, stupid people. All right, I need to go eat lunch. Yeah. Now. Here's the other thing, though. Here's the, the other thing about this. Um, if my wife gets to continue to work from home because it's really worked out well for her and she's doing a great job at it, then that's a win all around. Um, but if this also means that shit doesn't open for a while and I don't have to follow through uh, on going out and doing stuff, okay, I mean, you're torturing me. Ugh. <laughs> but whatever. I don't mind staying at home watching watching TV and, and doing this. And <sighs> you guys in the South, you're only hurting yourselves. Your tourism's going to drop. You're just going to... You're just fucking it up dummies, for everybody. Let the dummies die. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's just like religion. Your freedoms end where mine begin. It's not, it's not universal. It's not all encompassing. Right. I mean, there's, you're in a society, you know, play along. Yeah. Well, they don't want to cause they're selfish. Yeah. And then they're going to get COVID and then they're going to get pissed. Yeah. Because people are fucking stupid. Or they're just going to die gasping for air going, it's not COVID. Mm, yeah. yeah, it is. Dumb, dumb. Yep. Always has been. Yeah. And right, on folks, that note, get vaccinated, note, dummies. Go get vaccinated, dummies. All right. I'm, I'm taking the lunch. Liz Lemon approach. I did not win this first Vaximillions drawing. Um, <laughs> but if I do... <clears throat> that will be my statement at the press conference. To paraphrase Liz Lemon, get vaccinated, dummies. Exactly. Because she would say that. Funny. Have you ever seen the Saturday Night Live sketch where she and Amy Poehler do where it's meet your second wife? Yes. Very uncomfortable. Oh, I fucking love that. I thought this was a whole makeover show. <laughs> well, it kind of is. And the nine-year-old comes out. <laughs> I know. Oof. <laughs> Uh, or like uh, the adult comes out. It's just like she's pregnant with your second wife. Gross. Uh, anyway, all right, folks. We'll uh, we'll see you later. Yeah. Bye. Bye. So you have a Loki TV show for me? Yes, sir, I do. So we're going to pick up right from that scene in Avengers Endgame, right? Where Loki grabs the Tesseract during the Battle of New York. Okay. And so he's going to get picked up by something called the Time Variance Authority because he messed with something called the Sacred Timeline. So they have to prune this new timeline branch he made. Well, what about all that time travel the Avengers did? Yeah, well, see, the TVA says that was supposed to happen, but Loki grabbing the Tesseract, that wasn't. Okay, but some of the time travel they did was because Loki grabbed the Tesseract. Yeah, well, don't worry about that. Uh, okay, I won't. So they bring Loki to the TVA headquarters, and a robot starts to take his clothes off with some claws. What? But then that doesn't work, so the robot just kind of zaps his clothes off. What are you talking about? Well, sir, if Loki's gonna be the star of a Marvel show, we're gonna have to see him shirtless. That's how this works. Right, of course, that makes sense. And so then this lady, Ravona Renslayer, wants to kill him, because he's a bad variant. Alright. But then this guy Mobius pops in and stops her, and by the way, I was thinking we could get Owen Wilson to play this guy. Oh, people love Owen Wilson. Yeah, they do. Wow, wow, wow.
Wow. And this guy's also really into jet skis. Ah, I now have a deep desire to see Owen Wilson on a jet ski that I didn't have just a few seconds ago. I know you do. That's the main hook of the show now. Oh, picturing Owen Wilson on a jet ski is tight. So Mobius is going to show Loki a video of how his life plays out after the Battle of New York. Getting his mom killed, getting close to Thor, getting killed by Thanos. Okay. And so watching this video is going to completely change Loki into a sympathetic character that can lead his own TV show. He just killed Phil Coulson. Yeah. Yeah, but he watched a video, so he's pretty much a good guy now. Oh, okay, you're speedrunning this character development. Yeah, just kind of get it out of the way with a nice little video, which somehow has the same cinematography as the movies did. Well, okay then. And so anyway, the reason that Mobius wants Loki's help is because he's chasing this other variant that keeps killing TVA agents, and it's another variant of Loki. Oh. Yeah, and so then Loki figures out that this other version of him is hiding in apocalypses, because you could do anything there and it won't affect stuff, because those timelines are ending anyway. I guess that makes sense. It does. See, Loki and Mobius head to Pompeii, and Loki starts interacting with people right before Mount Vesuvius erupts. Okay, but wouldn't that lead to some of those people dying in different positions than they would have, which would then affect the days of the people that discovered the bodies and create some kind of butterfly effect? No. Oh, okay. So eventually they go to the supermarket in the future, and Loki discovers that the other Loki is a woman, and she goes by Sylvie. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and so this is her show now. What? Yeah, this is really Sylvie's story. She was pruned at a young age and managed to escape, and she's been building up this attack against the TVA for all these years, and Loki's just kind of along for the ride. Oh, okay, gotcha. And so Sylvie sends a bunch of these things called reset charges into the TVA to distract them, right? And she wants to kill these beings called the Timekeepers, who apparently run the show. Very exciting. But then they get attacked, so Loki uses this thing called a Tempad to teleport them onto a planet called Lamentus that's about to be destroyed. Smart. No, not smart, because Sylvie's like, that plan at the TVA, that was years in the making. Years. And you just ruined it. So why doesn't she just use the Tempad to go back and finish the job? Well, no, now it's out of power. The plan was years in the making, but she didn't charge the Tempad? That's what we're going with. So then they're gonna talk and talk for like 30 minutes straight, because that's kind of the deal with these episodes? Oh, it is. Oh yeah, a whole lot of talking. So then they find this big escape ship they have to get onto, and Loki's gonna be like, oh my god, they're gonna leave all these people to die. I mean, what does he care? He just killed a bunch of people in New York. Sir, he watched a video. He cares about this stuff now. Right, sorry, I forgot. So this city starts getting destroyed, and Loki's gonna stop a building from falling with his mind. Oh wow, I didn't realize he could do that. That's because his power level changes from scene to scene, depending on what I want to happen. Oh, neat. Anyway, then the escape ship explodes, so their one way out is destroyed. Well, it's gonna be hard to get out of there now. Actually, it's gonna be super easy. Barely an inconvenience. Oh, really? Yeah, see, the power of their newfound love creates a new timeline branch, so the TVA comes and picks them up. Okay, I thought the whole thing about apocalypses was that anything can happen and it wouldn't change anything. Why does them falling in love affect things? Because it does, so they're in love now. Oh my god, can you imagine falling in love with yourself? I can. Ugh. Sorry, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like, I'm not interested. Oh, no, I mean, I can imagine it, obviously, since I wrote it. Also, we're not the same person. I have glasses. Right, of course. Anyway, so Sylvie's also going to reveal that the TVA agents are actually just variants that used to be real people. Oh. And then eventually they find out that the timekeepers aren't even real, and Mobius and Loki are both going to get pruned. Oh, my God, Loki dies? Well, no, because see, we're going to learn that pruning someone just sends them to the void at the end of time, where a big smoke monster called Elias 
is then gonna kill them. Okay, why doesn't the TVA just straight up kill people then? Why the extra steps? Well, because the fans are gonna expect a scene where we watch Loki die only to find out he's not really dead. That's a good point. So Loki ends up in this void place where there are different kinds of Loki variants. Like there's an old Loki, there's an alligator Loki. Okay, does that mean in one timeline Odin adopted an alligator or that they were all alligators in that timeline? Doesn't matter. What does matter is that we have an alligator Loki now. Fair enough. So what's the alligator gonna do? Eat someone's hand. That makes that makes a lot of sense. So meanwhile, Ravona explains to Sylvie the whole thing about how pruning sends you to a void, and she also says there's a ship that can bring you there. Okay. But see, Sylvie is smart, and she realizes that she's just stalling for time so agents can get there, and there is no ship. So what does she do? Well, she prunes herself so she can go to the void too. If she decided that Ravona was lying about the ship, why does she think she was telling the truth about the void and the pruning? I don't know, but luckily she was telling the truth about that one part, so it works out great. Well, fantastic. So then Sylvie's about to be killed by this smoke monster, and Mobius shows up in a pizza car and saves her. How do you know where she was? Unclear, but then they go join Loki, who's been dealing with, like, a bunch of Lokis. Very fun. And then Sylvie's gonna realize that she can use her enchantment powers on this beast. She's been using them on people all season, kind of like a mind control thing. Literally nobody in the history of time who's ever been pruned has had powers like that. That's what we're going with. Well, okay then. And Mobius is gonna go back to the TVA using a temp pad, and Ravona's gonna overpower him and escape through a doorway thing. Where's she going? Into season two, presumably. Oh, okay. So then we're gonna meet this guy called He Who Remains, who's kind of Kang the Conqueror, only we don't know he's kind of Kang the Conqueror yet, only we do, because we're obviously gonna announce the casting. Oh boy, so what's he gonna do? Oh, he's gonna talk? Oh, yeah, he's gonna talk for like 45 minutes. He's gonna explain everything. It's gonna be like that architect scene from The Matrix. Wow. Talk, 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 talk. And sometimes Loki and Sylvie are gonna be like, why, or what does that mean? And that'll set up the next rounds of talking. A very talky finale. And so essentially this guy is like, you can kill me, which will create like a multiverse and a huge war, or you can take over and protect the sacred timeline. So what happens? Well, Sylvie does kill him, and then the multiverse branches out into like crazy timelines, and he's like, see you soon. Oh boy, that's massive. It's a massive deal. This multiverse is gonna shape the whole phase of the MCU. Oh, this is gonna be such an insane twist. Nobody's gonna see this coming. Yeah, as long as we don't spoil that this is gonna happen in some way. Oh yeah, well, we might do that now that you mention it. What? How? <laughs>